Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen. Today's episode, Super Bowl 57 Best Bets, our last Best Bets episode of the season. (sighs) Everyone take a second. There you go. Joining us, the usual crew, Brandon Anderson, Joe Gallant, Luke Swain, a.k.a. Vegas Refund. A lot to get to on the show. Of course, the Best Bets, some Super Bowl info, some trends to keep in mind. But first, we turn to our friend, our director of research at Action Network, Evan Abrams. He takes a quick look at how the game lines and prop markets have shifted since openers dropped at FanDuel. Evan, take it away. Thanks, guys. Okay, late Super Bowl week, time to talk about line moves. So, with the spread, it opened at KC minus one and a half at FanDuel, currently about Philly minus one and a half. And then when you look at the over-under, opened at about 48 and a half, was literally there for just a few minutes, then moved to 49 and a half. Now we're sitting at 50 and a half. Let's talk anytime touchdown markets. Travis Kelsey leads the way. He opened at about minus 120 and is currently down to minus 114. Okay, let's focus on the quarterback props now. Jalen Hurts' passing yards opened at 241 and a half now currently down to about 238, 238 and a half. What's adjusted the most is his rushing. When you look at the alternatives, 90 plus, 80 plus, 70 plus for his rushing yards, all been cut. 90 plus, 880 to plus 700. 80 plus, plus 630 to plus 430. 70 plus, plus 390 to plus 280. On the other side with Patrick Mahomes, his passing yards prop through the roof. Opened at 275 and a half, now up to 292 and a half. And when you look at all of his alternates for passing yards, same story. 350 yards or more, plus 400 to plus 320, and so on and so forth. When we start to look at pass catchers in the Super Bowl, let's look at a stock up and stock down. So stock up, Dallas Goddard. His receiving yards opened at 46 and a half, 
now 49 and a half, and his 70 plus, 80 plus, 90 plus, and 100 plus ladders are all down. On the KC side, Juju Smith-Schuster opened to 33 and a half yards, now he's at 38 and a half. Kadarius Toney, 22 and a half receiving yards, now he's up to 24 and a half. And Devonta Smith, he's seen his ladders, 80 plus, 90 plus, and 100 plus, all actually get longer, with his 100 plus moving from plus 360 to plus 410, plus 420 range. Let's take a look at the running backs, and this is where you kind of seen the most movement so far. Let's start with Miles Sanders. He opened at 53 and a half rushing yards, now up to 61 and a half, and he's seen his ladders, 100 plus, 90 plus, and 80 plus, all get cut. As an example, his 90 plus was plus 450, now down to plus 280. On the other side, stock down, Isaiah Pacheco. He opened at 54 and a half rushing yards, now all the way down to 46 and a half. And his 100 plus ladder opened at plus 680, now up to plus 880. And on the defensive side, the real big movement I saw in the numbers, Hassan Reddick, his two plus sacks opened at plus 600, now down to plus 490, and his MVP market on the move as well. So Reddick getting a lot of action at the moment. Okay, guys, and finally, let's look at some special markets they have at FanDuel. Here are the four that have moved the most. So Travis Kelsey to have 25-plus receiving yards in each half, opened at plus 110, now all the way up to minus 145. Miles Sanders, same type of situation, 25-plus rushing yards in each half, opened at plus 210, now plus 145. The other prop that's seen its odds drop, each team to score one plus touchdown and one plus field goal in each half opened at plus 230, now plus 170. On the other side, Isaiah Pacheco, 25 plus rushing yards in each half, has moved from plus 260 all the way up to plus 380. That's it. That's a wrap. Enjoy Sunday. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Let's catch some tickets. Evan, we look forward to it. Thank you very much. As always, great stuff. Now, before we jump into the picks, some info for you folks at home. Of course, we have 56 Super Bowls in the books. 47-7-2 is the spread record for Super Bowl winners. So 47 of the 56 winners have covered the spread or won outright as an underdog. Favorites 36-20 and 20 straight up, 27-27-2 against the spread in the big game. Overs slightly under 500, 26-8-1. And underdogs are eight and seven straight up in the last 15 Super Bowls, including 10 and five against the spread. Okay, let's go to Brandon Anderson first, as we normally do. First best bet for Super Bowl 57. I'm going with the Eagles. And let me tell you how I'm doing it. I'm going to take the Eagles halftime and Eagles full time at plus 160. So let me make the case for the Eagles first. I think this game is going to be one in the trenches, and that is how Philadelphia's won games all season long. I think it's how they do it here. On the defensive line, you got Hassan Reddick, Jason Sweat, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, all 11 stacks or more in the regular season. I think they can give Kansas City's offensive line some trouble. Number one pressure rate, number one sack rate, 11.5% on pass plays. That's not just number one this season. That's number one this entire century. And it's further ahead of second place than second is from 29th. They've lapped the entire NFL in pressure rate this season. Kansas City interior line, pretty good. 
those tackles are a little shaky at times, and they haven't been tested that much this season, only two games against a top-eight pressure team. So I think the Eagles can get after Mahomes. We know Mahomes still has that ankle thing that's going to probably crop up as the game goes on more and more. Then on the other side, Eagles offensive line, the best offensive line in the league, deepest line in the league, and it's all about the run game on that side. Eagles number one rushing DVOA, number one by EPA, top of the league in explosive runs. Chiefs run defense is suspect. They're only 21st in rushing DVOA defense, dead last in ESPN's run stop win rate. And there's been a lot of talk this week, fairly so, about, well, the Eagles aren't very tested. They haven't really been pushed by anyone. Well, the Chiefs haven't necessarily faced that many more tests either. They've only faced two teams with a positive rushing DVOA. They lost both of those games, ranked 30th defense on both of those. And they only faced four top 13 offenses. So I think the Eagles win in the trenches. They're the better team overall, team versus individual. So that's the case for the Eagles. Now, why halftime full-time? So 16 games this season, the Eagles have won, counting the postseason. Philadelphia's led at halftime in 14 of those 16 games. That is how the Eagles win in this game. If you want the script, you want them to pass early, get the lead, and then run the ball, run, run, run. Those 12-play, 78-yard, eight-minute drives, that's the script against Patrick Mahomes. Keep Pat on the sideline. We don't want to come back. We don't want Jalen Hurts having to come back against Mahomes. If you like the Eagles, it has to be, I think, because you like them early. So halftime, full-time, we get a plus 160. That's a 38% implied. Money line, we're only at 55%. So basically, as long as as long as the Eagles lead at halftime when they win, then that's a better bet for us if they do that at least 70% of the time. And they've done that 88% of their wins this year. So I like the Eagles. I'm going to juice the odds a little bit by adding in that halftime. Give me Philly, halftime, full-time, plus 160. Teams who score first in the Super Bowl, 37 and 19 straight up. So that is something that, of course, we need the full 30 minutes. But getting off to a good start, scoring first, whatever that may be, is crucial to this particular play by Brandon. Let's move on to Luke, your first best bet, Super Bowl 57, Kansas City and Philadelphia. What do you got? So I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard over 49 and a half receiving yards. A lot of the angles over the playoffs have been attacking the Chiefs over the middle of the field, which the Chiefs are the third worst in DVOA um, against the short pass the middle of the field. A spot where the Chiefs really eliminate the explosive play and when Hertz is going to be passing, it's going to be the short intermediate passes to Godert, um, where in games that the Eagles have faced bottom five DVOA teams against the pass, Goddard went from 57, 72, 46, and 78. So he has been eating the matchup advantages that they've had. Nine out of 14 games he's gone over the summer. Um, and these are going to be the sharpest numbers that we have. So like I think I've, I've said on all of the pods, we have 20 plus games of results to create these numbers based off of. So in terms of finding like an elite edge there, if you're not looking at the special props, which good luck with that. Like these numbers are going to be sharp. And at 49 and a half, this is going to be one of the very few player props um, that I will have a wager on. Too good of a number in the matchup. Okay, Joe Gallant, you can find him on the Touchdown Show every week. He's been hot. Hell yeah. You're rolling, my man. What do you got? Yeah, pressure creates diamonds. And uh, I think we're going to be looking at uh, Dallas Goddard 
for a touchdown for a lot of the same reasons that Luke mentioned, but uh, I'm going to double down and just go a little bit deeper into that uh, specifically because of Jalen hurts passing preference. Like he has looked for Goddard early and often pretty much since the start of when he became a starter at the start of last season. So if you just look over the last two seasons, 83 first down catches by Dallas Goddard Uh, to put that in perspective. That's more than the first three seasons combined that he had for 76 first downs. And had he played a full slate, he only played 12 games this year. He actually would have surpassed AJ Brown and Devontae Smith uh, for total first downs. And as Luke mentioned, attacking the slot is the key of what we target when we bet against the chiefs defense. We got Christian Kirk when they played against the Jags, Tyler Boyd looked great until he got hurt midway through that game. And Goddard lines up exclusively in the slot. Chiefs have given up the second most touchdowns to the slot this season. Also, since coming off their bye in week 10, the Chiefs have given up at least one touchdown to the slot in all but two games. And the two games that they didn't give up one was week 13 against the Bengals and the AFC Championship game also against the Bengals. So uh, just something to consider here from a matchup standpoint. And for what it's worth, when they played uh, the Chiefs last year in week four at the link, He caught a touchdown on them then as well. So Dallas Goddard at plus 175 is my best bet for the Super Bowl. All right. Love it. We'll see if he's got another one, another touchdown score on the board later on. Let's go back to Brandon. And no surprise, you are remaining on those Eagles, but in a different way. I am. I'm going to go back to one that we've talked about on past best bets episode. I'm going to go with Devontae Smith, Super Bowl MVP. We've talked about that one heading into the Giants game. We like that one at plus 7,500 into the Niners game. We gave that out again at plus 5,000. We're still getting a plus 3,100. I still like it here. So let me tackle this in two parts. First of all, you need to know why the worst bet that you can make in the Super Bowl is Jalen Hurts to win MVP. Now, this, of course, is a quarterback award usually. Only 11 of the last 16 Super Bowl MVPs have been quarterbacks. If you like the Chiefs, and I don't blame you if you do, it's got to be because of Pat Mahomes. You should just bet Mahomes to win MVP. I think with the narrative baked in, which it always will be on MVP, you're probably getting Mahomes to win MVP, maybe 90% of Chiefs wins. I don't think that's the case with Jalen Hurts. If you look at what does a Hurts game look like, maybe 190, 200 passing yards and a score, 10 carries, 40 rushing yards and a score, That doesn't scream MVP to me. That doesn't overwhelm me. He's not really a big flash guy. Only 275 passing yards so far in the playoffs. Well, yeah, well, that's because they've been so far ahead. They don't need to pass. That's the point. The script, if you want, I hate to keep going with script, the way that we've been seeing that word this week. The formula, let's go there. The formula of an Eagles win is not Jalen Hurts having a huge passing game and having big stats. I think... The more stats Hertz has, the less likely the Eagles are to win. So if you look at the numbers, Hertz is around plus 125, 130 to win MVP. If you do the math, he is to win MVP about 78% of all Eagles wins by the money line to make that bet worth it. And I think that is a ludicrous number. I think Hertz wins MVP in under half of Eagles wins. You can bet field versus Hertz MVP minus 170. That's probably the right play here, if I'm being honest. But you know me. Why play a minus 170 when I can play a plus 3,100 instead? So, Devontae Smith. We've talked about him a lot. I lost money on Devontae Smith last game. Luke did the game before. The man has been robbing our money. He owes us money, and he's going to win it back with Super Bowl MVP. Chiefs are second to last DVOA against wide receiver ones. 
They are 26 against receivers on the right side of the field. That's where Devontae lines up mostly. A.J. Brown usually on the left. The Chiefs are sixth there. Devontae Smith, all but one of his touchdowns this year against man coverage. Chiefs are top 10 in man coverage. Didn't get much in that Niners game, though he did lead all receivers in yardage. But before that game, last seven games, six and a half catches per game, 93 yards, five touchdowns in those seven games. Two of the last four Super Bowl MVPs have been receivers. And if it's not Hurts, I think it could be more of a team, more of a balanced effort. Can we get another highlight grab, get a score, maybe two? I think that Javante Smith wins MVP maybe 8 or 9% of the time, plus 3,100. That's an implied 3%. We're getting half of A.J. Brown's price here, double the value for yep. just as good of a player, maybe better right now. This is my favorite Super Bowl MVP pick. I got to do it. Devonte one more time, plus 3,100. Luke, what do you got for your second best bet? So my second one, which I really wanted to have one where I went through like the surreal prop menu and try to find a prop that we wouldn't be able to bet in any other game. Um, and the one I came down to was individual Eagles players to score a touchdown at over two and a half, which is at minus 120 right now. I went through all of the box scores and I came up with out of the all the games that Hertz played, which he played in 17 when he included the playoffs, 13 of 17, at least three players scored a touchdown, which is 76%. And when you factor in the options that they have to score a touchdown, where you have, if they're rushing it, they have Hertz or Sanders, who Sanders had 40% of the red zone carries, Hertz had 30. Um, and then you have the two other running backs that usually come into play when the game gets out of hand. Um, where let's just say each of them get one and then one of the receivers between or one of the receivers between AJ, Devontae, and Goddard get a touchdown. That's three. And purely based off this podcast, we've already got two touchdowns locked in. So we just need three, one more of this plethora of talent that they have to score um, where it almost feels too good to be true. Like one of those easy ones where two and a half, it's like, oh my God, like this total set at 51. How can three touchdowns not be scored at the Eagles? But I'm just going to go with it. There's just too many options in a game with a total like this. Brandon even mentioned on Green Dot Daily how I think it was like 33% of the Super Bowl games. Um, there's been a defensive touchdown. Who We even have that. Um, so at over two and a half, if you go to FanDuel, you go to the scoring options, you scroll down, it's buried individual players on the Eagles to score a touchdown. And I love this one. Uh, the only thing is I'm angry that I did not find this one first. I had not seen this one yet. And man, I love this bet. This pick supports Brandon's argument of why Jalen Hurts is not a good MVP pick because this highlights with a minus 120 number, it's going to be a mixed bag as it pertains yeah. to guys who score. Okay, you mentioned touchdown scores. Let's go back to the man himself, Joe Gallant. Second pick, please. Yeah, so first touchdown is obviously a still pretty popular market. I think a lot of people are going to be betting on first touchdown uh, for this game if they don't normally do just because it's the Super Bowl and they, everybody likes to have some action. But I want to reduce some of the volatility on that. So I think it's actually smarter if we look at a first team touchdown score. And I think we should look at the first Chiefs touchdown score. And that's when you want to bet on Travis Kelsey. You can get it at plus 310 right now. So when you go through the season of the Eagles defense, six of 18 games, they allowed a touchdown to a tight end as the first touchdown in the game. Now, I will say I bent the rules a little bit because Taysom Hill was technically one of them. But, I mean, you ask Sean Kerner, he's listed as a tight end. So I'm including it as part of this trend. Now, uh, if you go through the entire season and playoffs, 
Kelsey has scored the first Chiefs touchdown in eight of 19 games. Uh, obviously, he led all tight ends with touchdown catches with 15. He's got at least one touchdown in five straight playoff games. He did have the Chiefs first touchdown catch in uh, both playoff games versus the Jags and the Bengals. And from an odds standpoint, I feel like we're getting a little bit of value here because generally during the season, his odds were around plus 250 to plus 240 uh, in 15 of 17 games this season. They were plus 250 or lower. So if you're going to bet on Kelsey to score a touchdown, I think it's much more sound to take a swing on him to score the first Chiefs touchdown than taking an anytime touchdown at minus 120. So Travis Kelsey is going to score the first Chiefs touchdown. And that is what he did against the Bengals last and week. Jags. And the Jags. Jags was the first drive of the game. Well, first offensive drive for Kansas City. And the Bengals one, it took took some time. There was some kicking early in that game. And I'm not saying you can't get value on him at first touchdown at plus 750, plus 700. It's around that range. But but my issue is, is just with this being the Super Bowl, it's just so volatile. I would just like to cut down some of that risk, especially if I'm going to be betting this kind of market. So I think that's the safer play. And the fact that you're still getting it at a little bit more projected value, I think that's the way to go. And it's hard to sink your teeth or feel confident in what else they have at receiver. And because of what the status of those players, Hardman's out, of course. But And as Evan mapped out, totals for Tony going up, Juju number going up as far as yep. yards. So it feels encouraging. And Andy Reid is on record this week that, while not 100%, the quarterback's not 100%, guys that are active or on the active roster were, in, uh, were participating uh, in practice. Well, okay, I was going to say, go- did, you, did you see the incentive for Juju that he has to play over 50% of snaps and the Chiefs win and he gets a million-dollar incentive? So you know that he's definitely going to be playing at least half the game. Uh-huh, that's right. That's right. That gets buried. We always forget about those, right? After the regular season, nope, there's a little bit more added to it when you're a playoff team. Okay. Good to know. Last round of picks. Brandon, start us off. What do you got? Well, I got to get out on the anytime touchdown fun. It's the Super Bowl. You got to go down the menu a little bit and have a little fun here. So I'm going to grab an anytime touchdown score, but I get half of the guys on the team I'm taking because ah. rather than taking one player, give me Philadelphia defense plus 750 for anytime touchdown score. So here's the case. And this this surprised me. We did an anytime touchdown draft at Action Network, so I did a little extra research on this more than I usually do. I I normally just do whatever Jill says. I don't have any anytime touchdown picks. Here's what I found. If you think back through Super Bowls, if you remember how Super Bowls are ending, there's a lot of times that you think through that, that, oh, one team's ahead, the team trailing is pushing, pushing, and then there's that back-breaking pick six, that back-breaking fumble recovery into the end zone touchdowns by the defense happen a lot in the Super Bowl. So here are the numbers. 56 Super Bowls. We've had 21 defensive touchdowns. That is a 38% chance of a touchdown by the defense in the Super Bowl. At least one touchdown, almost one every three Super Bowls. And 21 touchdowns by the defense. 20 of them have been scored by the winning team. All but one of them. So whoever you like to win the Super Bowl you need to bet that team to have any time touchdown by the defense. Both defenses are aggressive. Both teams are aggressive here. We talked earlier about that Philadelphia pressure. In the last 30 Super Bowls, if you just say, okay, well, what about more recently? How does that look? Last 30 Super Bowls, 15 touchdowns by the defenses. That is one every two Super Bowls. So if you look at the trend, the trend says, 
these are happening. I don't really know why, to be honest. Is it because we just have better defenses? It's the Super Bowl, maybe. Is it the extra week to prepare? Maybe you keyed in on a tendency or jumped a route. That could be it. Is it just, this is the end, go for broke? I don't know what the reason is. I just know what the numbers say. At FanDuel, you can just play plus 300 for any defensive touchdown. If you want to stay away from picking which side, it's all right. You know me, I like to go for the big win. So give me Philadelphia plus 750. And if you like, if you go a little further down into the props there, for plus 3,000, 30 to 1, you can bet on any defender to score a touchdown and any defender to win MVP. doesn't even have to be the same guy. That's happened in four of the last 22 Super Bowls. I promise you, those are correlated events. If the defense scores and the Eagles are kind of spread the wealth like we're talking about, defenders are in the play for MVP there. For the last 22 is 18%. 30 to 1 odds is more like 3%. So, look, the numbers say we're probably going to lose the bet, but the numbers are heavily in our favor that this is how you got to bet. You got to have a little fun with Super Bowl Manage your bankroll a little differently, and it's our last time for the year. So Philly, defense, anytime touchdown, plus 750. Yeah, it's a good read at actionnetwork.com. Super Bowl player props, Chiefs, Eagles, anytime touchdown draft. Jill actually picked after Brandon in the first round. He got Dallas Goddard after Brandon took Jalen Hurts second. Raybon got Kelsey first. And then in the second round, they flip, snake draft. Brandon went ahead and took the defense instead of A.J. Brown. And with that one where I'm a vicious YouTuber late night and actually last night I was watching. Where's this going? The all-time greatest plays in the Super Bowl history. And the amount of defensive interceptions for touchdowns, it was just like play after play. Like that's not statistical. That's just, I'm going to be betting this too. Where quarterbacks in the Super Bowl have thrown interceptions 64% above their season average. The play calling is more conservative where they're going to try and pin them within their own red zone normally in the Super Bowl where these interceptions are happening above expectation in the other team's territory. Like, yeah, I'm going to bet this when we get off. Second and two. Again into the outside and it is intercepted by Dwight Smith, the nickelback. And he gets by Gannon and goes in for the touchdown. Third and 18. And this is going to write a finish. Derek Brooks who ran back three interceptions for touchdowns in the regular season, does it to cement the Super Bowl. Maybe I'm going to start YouTubing stuff uh, late night before I go <laughs> make picks. So my <laughs> third one is going to be Patrick Mahomes over 292 and a half yards passing, which this one on FanDuel, this number is a lot better relative to the market, where I think on a couple other books, it's at like 297 at this point. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be one where Mahomes is number one in EPA per dropback going against an Eagles defense where the common narrative that you've heard on every media landscape is the Eagles have not faced anyone, which is getting mush, but it is true. They have only faced two top, they only faced two top two quarterbacks in term, terms of EPA per dropback. Um, we have the dome, we have warm weather. Uh, it, it's just a, it's a team that has the greatest quarterback on the planet who passes at an above average rate in a game that we don't know is health, that if it isn't, if it's worse than we're expecting, should be passing even more. I mean, I think the closest like comparison in terms of who the Chiefs have faced relative to the Eagles defense this year would probably be the Broncos. And he threw for 328 yards in that game. Um, so I think the attempts was 
the over Mahomes attempts was actually what I wanted first when I was digging through these earlier in the week. And that has just gotten out of range. Um, I think it was at like 36 and now it's at 39 and a half. And wow. that's a pass for me where like, I believe Mahomes is going to be passing above expectations in terms of attempts, which very well leads to over yards. So at 292 on Fando, that's a steal relative to the market. It's really hard to argue with this one with Pat Mahomes. I looked at an alternate over because, you know, it's what I do. 325 <laughs> passing yards in playoff games. Mahomes has done that three of the last five and four of the last seven playoff games at 325. So you can get that, obviously. I think that's closer to plus 200. But obviously, if you get 325, you're going way over the 292. So that's more credence to that in the playoffs. I freaking love this game. I really do. Uh, by the way, there is a rushing yard total for Mahomes this week. We didn't have one much of the week in Cincinnati. It's at 19 and a half. 19 and a half. The last couple of games, it's been at like that he hasn't been injured. Been like 15, 16. Yep. Right, 19 and a half. Like, I don't know if that implies health, but like that is a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. Jill, take us home. What do you got? Yeah, so my last pick is going to probably correlate with what Brandon has just mentioned and also with what Luke has mentioned. And I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes to actually throw an interception at minus 120. And so two Super Bowls in his career, he's thrown two interceptions in both of those games. And really his turnover issues really started at the beginning of last season in the 2021 season. And when those picked up, so he had 25 interceptions in 39 games, if you include the playoffs since the start of last year, and 21 interceptions in 39 of those games. So that's around 53% of the time. But in that same stretch, so if you think the Eagles are going to win, the Chiefs have lost nine total games in that stretch since the start of last year. When they lose, he has thrown an interception in seven of those games. So that's usually kind of the script of how the Chiefs lose is there's a little bit of turnover issues. Now, the Eagles, they were third in total interceptions with 17 this year. First in sacks. I think the sacks is important because if you're going to get more pressure, that's going to make quicker decisions, likely increasing turnover probability. They also forced an interception in 12 of the 20 games that they played this season. So 58% if you include the playoffs. So if you, I think if you believe that the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, you may as well just bet on Mahomes' interception because when the Chiefs lose, turnovers are typically involved. And also, if you're into the Illuminati numerology side of things, uh, he has 56 career interceptions, and he's playing in Super Bowl 57. There's something yeah. wrong with you. Did we just give out numerology? Walk. In his defense, that was brought to his attention. So yes, yeah, so a Twitter follower DM me that he's like, "Did you know?" And I was like, I responded with like ten head explosion emojis of just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like, who would even have thought to look that up? But yeah, that's the angle. Walk. On that note, why don't you go YouTube some stuff in the meantime? Well, I do want to say thank you, the three of you. This was the first time I've done a podcast in the media. I, I was nervous. I just wanted to thank three of you because you made this very easy. Yeah, contractually loyal to the three of you for next year well that was really nice of you thanks luke yeah. it was a fun year yeah, now if none of these picks hit i'm not i'm not your friends anymore so how's that going <laughs> we got to wrap up the show and i got to tell you what else is coming up but first we got to recap the picks so brandon anderson for super bowl 57 is on philadelphia halftime full-time plus 160 he has Devonte smith as his mvp at plus 3100 philadelphia defense anytime touchdown at plus 750 Luke is on Dallas Goddard, over 49 and a half receiving yards. You can get that at minus 110 at FanDuel. Individual Eagles to score a touchdown. So three Eagle touchdowns by three different Eagles. Over two and a half at minus 120. 
and he's on the Patrick Mahomes passing yards over. And Joe Gallant likes Goddard touchdown at plus 175. Kelsey first Kansas City touchdown at plus 330. And Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception at minus 120. That'll do it here on the Action Network podcast for our Super Bowl 57 best bets episode presented by FanDuel. If you missed the full betting preview with Raybon and Stucky or the Propapalooza episode with Raybon and Sean Kerner, both are out now. Don't forget to download the free award-winning Action Network app to see all of the picks, and you can also track your own. I should also mention, returning on Friday, our UFC betting previews are back with the Action Network podcast. So you have that to look forward to as well. And a huge thank you to the three of these guys, Jill Gallant, Brandon Anderson, Luke Swain. Excellent job all season long. Thank you to you, the listener, for joining us all year. We hope we were helpful We hope we were uh, constructive and and made you a better NFL better throughout the course of the season. That's the goal here. And we hope you had some fun along the way as well. We will return on Monday for one final Super Bowl recap episode for the season. Until then, we wish you all the very best of luck on all of your bets this weekend for Super Bowl 57. And we'll see you all here next time on the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.